Hello, everyone, and welcome to Old Guard New Blood, Majestic's monthly podcast show. Nice to have you. This is episode 21, and we're going to be talking about SEO on the edge. And as usual, I've got a, a great panel here today. Uh, let me bring them in. Uh, we've got uh, Nick Wilson, Chris Green, and Emily Potter, um, uh, who all have um, a lot more experience than me uh, around the, around this this topic. Uh, so, uh, firstly, why don't you guys all introduce yourselves? Uh, Chris, why don't you go first? Hi, Chris. Cool. Hi. Hi. Where are you? Where do you come from? Um, I'm Chris uh, Chris Green. I'm um, uh, SEO consultant with Talk Partnership. I'm also technical director at Footprint Digital. Um, yeah, long time SEO, kind of blagged a job as a content person about 10 years ago and um, haven't looked back since. Um, now kind of primarily involved in um, sort of edge work, high level kind of SEO consultancy and um, sticking my nose into things, you know, just kind of picking all of the cool jobs and um, finding new ways to solve problems, which is really Emily? Uh, I'm Emily you, Potter. You <laughs> and thanks for waking up so early, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm head of customer success at SearchPilot. And if you don't know, we're a tool. We do A-B testing, but it's also an edge technology as well. So that's kind of how we implement our tests. And I'll be probably talking about that today. Uh, it's, and it's brilliant to have an actual edge technology in with us. So thank you very much for coming in. Nick, where are you and where have you come from? Never seen yeah. you before in my life. I know I'm very rarely out of this room, really, for the last two <laughs> years. Uh, but yeah, I'm Nick Wilston. Uh, I'm the CEO of Talk, actually, so I work with Chris. Uh, and I've been an SEO for about 22 years now. And I've worked across uh, agency, seven years, uh, Arena, Havas, Dentsu, uh, and then worked in-house at Enterprise across brands like uh, Vodafone Group, uh, eBay, uh, yeah, and Estee Lauder. Brilliant. So, guys, before we go jump into things, uh, I, I, you know, the first question for everyone, by the way, well, actually, the first thing I'm going to do is make sure everybody in the audience understands what what the edge is and and that that kind of stuff. But before I jump into all that, I'd like to just bring in my producer, David. Hello, David. Uh, how are you? And is there anything I've missed out in today's show? No, not at all. I just want to make sure that everyone's aware if you're listening to this show afterwards on somewhere like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you sign up to majestic.com slash webinars, and then you can sign up and be part of the live audience and hopefully interact and ask questions on future episodes. Fantastic. And and if anybody in the audience uh, does want to answer a question, if you are watching it live, it's um, it, uh, then then please uh, ask a question. I think you can do it on on Facebook or YouTube, and uh, and, we'll, and we'll get it through to uh, to the panelists here today. Uh, so uh, just before I you know ask for your one tip, uh, I'm going to ask by the way, David, to choose the best tip for the uh, the whole session uh, and uh, and bring it back to us at the end. So if anybody can't stay for the whole session, then head towards the end. But let's start by just working out what the edge is and what we're trying to what we're trying to do today. So um, I, Nick, why don't you start and tell us what, what we mean by the edge? Yeah. So what we've had previously today is we've had uh, CDNs, Content Delivery Networks, and you'll know these as Cloudflare, Akamai, Fastly. These are all the main players, you know, CloudFront. And what they've been doing today have been uh, making sure that you, you get content distributed around multiple servers, multiple points around the world. So if I come into a website from you know Dubai, I have a local server, I can then access this content very quickly. So I'm accessing cached versions of, the, of that content. So this, this kind of gave brands a way of distributing their content globally, effectively. They didn't have to build their own network of servers. They, they hitched on the back of uh, existing services like Akamai or Cloudflare. And, and they, these systems are massive. I mean, these are, you know, Akamai updates in, uh, it's under four seconds 
globally when you upload a single piece of content. So this is amazingly fast. But what they've realized is they can go the next step on and they can not only kind of deliver content, but they can start to manipulate content or taking content from different places. And so uh, if you imagine something, a practical example, uh, a redirect. So while you might do redirects on the origin server, we'd call this the, you know, as you'd imagine your server in your data center somewhere, we call that the origin. Uh, instead of that, we would then do the redirect on the edge. So the user would come in, hit that redirect, and then go to the right place on the origin server. Uh, previously to that, you might have them going to the origin server through the CDN, getting the redirect, going back to the CDN, and then coming back to the place that they're meant to be on. So immediately you can kind of understand how edge architecture could be more efficient and how it can kind of help build out your network. Uh, this is this is developing really rapidly now where we have the ability, and we're calling this serverless technology because we now have uh, processing power, we have CPU power within this network to be able to run uh, JavaScript, to be able to run A-B testing, to be able to run any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of changes you want to make on the page. And this is SEO changes, but it's also security, personalization, anything in these lines. So this is, so this is the new frontier. So it's amazing some of the things that you can do then. So and, and and Emily, I mean, SearchPilot's built this yeah. this really incredible tool, which is an amazing example of what you can do on the edge. So, can you can you explain how you've used the edge to uh, to, uh, to 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 do A/B testing? Yeah. So uh, yeah, as Nick explained, we're sitting kind of we're not at Akamai, so we're kind of going to come after your CDN or Akamai, Cloudflare, etc. But similarly, we will change your HTML and origin source code or client-side JavaScript if necessary before it gets to a user. And crucially, before it gets to Googlebot as well. So we're changing things from a user perspective, Googlebot perspective, it's changing the website, which means it gets indexed, it impacts your rankings, all of that. Um, but also it means we don't need developers from our customers. We build all of this. And the unique thing about SearchPilot is we have a CMS on top of that as well. So normally with Edge, you have to use workers, which is code in JavaScript that you write, and then that will change at Cloudflare with our CMS sort of feature that's that much easier. Um, and we have a professional services team that helps with that. So that's how we're changing websites and able to test things, which means we can test it. If it's negative, we can roll it back immediately. And we're not actually using engineering resource for that. Oh, okay. And Chris, uh, is, I mean, this, this is a major new tool in in mm. uh, in an SEO's article, uh, arsenal when you haven't got access to the to the to the main site um but you know it, it, is it one in a range of tools that, that that SEOs can use to uh, to do SEO if they haven't got access to the main site Absolutely, yeah. I think this is um, the uh, changing things on the edge has become probably one of the better ways of workarounds. I think, you know, when we're talking about what we're doing and fixing to get around these blockages, you know, fundamentally doing it on the origin on the site is the best option, just in terms of keeping everything kind of centralized and organized. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can't, you know, if you can't make the change live, you could make it on the edge. Or if you can't make it on the edge, you could go in via other vectors, potentially via JavaScript injection, tag managers and similar. I mean, I've even seen people use um, other third-party services uh, like A-B testing platforms to create a variant test and have it running all the time. Now, mm -hmm. these are all versions of an imperfect fix. Um, but, you know, if they're a proof of concept or if they're a conversation started to show the importance or the significance of getting this test live, mm -hmm. um, it's just the way forward. So a lot of these are just enablers. You know, okay. the, the fix should always take place at the, the origin if it can. Okay, so it's, in a way, it's a pretty exciting new, new method, relatively new methodology for, uh, for for SEOs. I mean, I know SearchPilot has been around in a in form 
previously in a different different brand name um, for a while. But uh, but even so, as, as uh, for SEOs, not many people have got into this kind of uh, uh, this this. Um, this methodology have they um in order to do it though well just before i go into that just in case we, no one can stay for 45 minutes if one if you have a quick takeaway for people a quick tip that they might have for uh for for, for improving their seo with, without access to the, the site can you throw one out there is anyone going to come out first for a, for a quick tip go on then i'll start off oh. go on, go on no, Chris. okay all right I've, I've, I've broken rank first so i think for me um very often in my experience sometimes even just suggesting some of these workarounds is often quite a compelling reason to get people to actually do the thing they should do um so again talking more about the javascript deployment that puts fear into the hearts of most kind of dev teams they don't want things deployed via javascript um and if you can kind of construct the argument which is do it this way or do it the way that's proper then that can often help. So the tip is have the conversation, find the workaround, don't accept that just because it can't be done on the origin, there is no other way. Mm -hmm. um, and that will often open up doors to you, even if you don't go down the full kind of Akamai fastly, deploy it on the edge side. Good tip. Emily or Nick? Emily? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can piggyback off that. So similarly, this is kind of, it's new technology. We're using lots of terminology that sounds intimidating. But as Chris said, just knowing that this technology exists means you can leverage it. So you can use it to make business cases. You can use it to do A-B testing. If you can't actually code, there's people on your team that maybe can. So, you know, it's still a good thing to be aware of. And it's still something you can leverage as an SEO, even if you can't write the code yourself. Yeah. Nick? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Yep. Yeah, uh everything I've said. And, and I think it's, for me, I'm all about process because I deal a lot with, with large enterprises and getting things done is, is the challenge. And the reason yeah. I got into Edge originally was, I mean, partly it was bypassing some of the blockages that we had in, in the business, but it was also because it, it fitted well into a process. And the process was that we would uh, test these things, we'd run a POC, we'd do it on the edge with the view that the results and, and you know, the, the outcome of that would put it back into the workflow for the origin server. So it became part of a process. And I think my tip on, on edge would be just because you can do it on the edge, you may not want to do it on the edge. So yeah. have, have a thought for the tech debt that you may be building up on the edge and, you know, the politics of situations. So that, that would be my advice when it comes to edge. Well, can I just add in a, well, just, just put a spanner in the works in the conversation though, because uh, one of the, 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 the primary reasons, so, so you guys have all suggested that, in a perfect world, you do your SEO on the, on the server. Uh, in an imperfect world, the edge is a great place to do it, and, and sometimes it might be even faster. Um, but here's my question to you. If you can't get access to the server, how are you going to get access to Cloudflare? Because surely that's even more dangerous. I mean, if I if I had you know my Cloudflare or my Akamai you know connection for Facebook, I could do anything. Could do exactly what somebody else might have done. So you can bring down a website using that just as easily. So is that not just moving the problem to a more uh, scary partly. place? Partly. Yeah. I mean, it, is, it does scare them a lot. And I think the, the way you get into this is through knowledge. I mean, there aren't a lot of people in this area. And uh, I been lucky enough to be having been taught Akamai really for over a year now uh, across one of the largest e-commerce sites in the world so I'm I've got full access to Akamai I know how it works and how policies work I know all the ins and outs of, of of the procedure around this so you have to be very procedurally driven and you have to be very clear about you know this is how we're changing this is how we're we've got the sign-off policies what we're doing uh, as you say you know 
you're affecting production code. So what is what are the sign-off uh, processes that you're doing? How are you managing that code? Are you using like third-party platforms to manage the code, to upload via API, to really get some kind of rigor into that? Uh, but knowledge gets you through that door. And so if you have the knowledge in it, if you've done stuff in, in edge workers and Cloudflare, Cloudflare is the most open yeah. of all the CDNs. So you can go into the developer part. You can learn how Cloudflare works. It's free. Akamai costs a lot, so it's very hard to get into that area. Uh, but you can get into those areas, but it's knowledge that opens the door. And I mean, in the case of Search Pilot, so our deployment process is long. We do you know, HIPAA compliance. PCI compliance, all of that. We have long conversations with you know infrastructure teams before we deploy. So we address all the security issues, but it's not about getting access to the server at the point you have search pilot. It's about you don't need engineering resources to do yeah. SEO-led experiments. So once we're deployed, you don't need to access Akamai because we're changing those things. But we, yeah, I, I, you know, I get it. If you've got a if you've got a very a specific product mm -hmm. like search pilot, then you know what's going to happen. So so after after you've got it deployed, you don't need to. You, Continually go in and have access necessary to, to, to the. No, I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd say for CMS changes, absolutely. If you're changing titles, meta, uh, with cloud compute, you have the ability to uh, attach databases and sources from the origin server. So I'm literally pulling in data from the origin server to stitch into requests that are going out to users. So yeah. I am, I am kind of within cloud compute. You've got, you know, you've got KV store, you've got the ability to have databases on the edge, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working with that data. So you do kind of beyond, you will get use cases that go beyond where you are developing edge workers uh, for those specific use cases. Yeah. I think the, the other thing just to sort of factor in there is is um, the gatekeepers for the CMS and the servers are often different um, from those at the edge and that side of things. And that's, that's not that it's necessarily any easier, but quite often in my experience, there's fewer people to convince that it's a good thing if you're going in via ages of vector but equally with the right business case they can see you know very often one senior stakeholder will circumvent <clears throat> another because it's more of a sort of a strategically valid move so um again it's it's you still got to get past the blocker as nick said knowledge is kind of a key trust is key but again it's what is the case you know can you do something at a tenth of the price for a work for a proof of concept that then buys you that time later on um, and that will you can free up blockages quicker so it isn't always you know you still got to get connected you still need you yeah. know access I mean, via API interface you know engineering teams are really open to that argument of yeah. you know they're getting questions all the time from their seo teams <laughs> to make changes we're removing that and edge is removing that uh, or some of it at least yeah, I, I I can see that's a big a big draw for the development team if they can take a big problem because because SEO as as a as a rule we're we're quite demanding we're quite needy of developers we kind of need somebody to go back in and change some XTSS code or change some uh, some 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 schema or change bits and pieces all over the place uh, and it's just a continued drain on a development team that's kind of wanting to do the next new thing really so i can see that there's a a massive um business case to be had for saying you know that we've taken all away from you you don't have that problem and, it, and it's a it's a it's a good call so because the thing about that knowledge you know gaining that knowledge then i guess the way to gain that knowledge really at the moment i mean maybe there's courses to for akamai and things like that but for for, for the majority of us yeah. that that we maybe need to learn on um on on something that's not quite as expensive so cloudflare being the the obvious one in, in my head feel free to mention others it's just that I, I you know those are the two that, that that stand out for me um but what would you if you if you were uh, advising a a person in the audience who was kind of 
they get SEO, they can do some code. Maybe they've seen a zone editor for DNS somewhere around the work time, but they don't, you know, they've, they've never actually started playing with, with workers on, on, on Cloudflare, Akamai, uh, et cetera. Um, so, so they want to play with their own website for a little bit and, and do some of the learning. What kind of things can you do on your own website that, that would be fun oh. to try? Didn't matter if you screwed it up. Um, everything, and- everything, Dixon. I mean, you would. I would say for someone getting into this, the the two obvious ones are Cloudflare and Fastly. They're both very pro people learning them, and they both got very well. They're free to use, which immediately eliminates one of the barriers to entry. Uh, but they've also got a lot. They've also got a lot of uh, code there and dev code, and you can try some little scripts. And the scripts in JavaScript can be something as simple as you know removing the parameters from your site or replacing all your titles or you know changing all your internal links and these are you, you've got sample code you can try some of these uh, scripts and you can try this on your own website and it's it, it, it's one of those areas where i mean that they have done a lot of documentation though those two platforms uh but it's really kind of test and learn get your hands dirty and just try it out kind of area yeah. and it's uh, mm-hmm. and the people who are in it at the moment have, have largely just been playing around and learned it really there's mm-hmm. uh and, and you know even with akamai a lot of the akamai engineers are people who previously worked for akamai and they come out and they become akamai engineers so it's very it's a very small niche area and that's so just yeah. you know the tools are there though they're free uh you know go and have a go with them and it, and it opens up an seo agency to a world of new possibilities with a client if they've got that capability um if, if you have that mix of technical ability and understanding of consultancy and process i think you can go a long way with it okay uh yeah. Any 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 other thoughts? Any any other ways um, of learning apart from? I, I I would take um a step back even further than that, and I think actually so much of this is not just being aware of the possibility, but actually kind of understanding kind of edge infrastructure, how it you know how it works, how it impacts it, why it's kind of important. Um, you know, reading up on you know A/B testing on edge. I know you know Searchpoint does a lot of that as well, and and just kind of becoming really aware of what is possible because fundamentally, as the SEO, you're not necessarily going to be the one that's writing all of the JavaScripts. You're not necessarily. I mean, you can, but you're not necessarily going to be the one like creating, like being the engineer. Very often, mm. if these people have these systems in place, there will there'll be an engineering team, albeit a very busy one. Um, but being able to present the argument and the knowledge and as as i said that acceptance that we don't have to settle for this not getting done there is another way i think actually that's where i would start because i mean i i spent years messing around with javascript and tag manager i keep coming back to that because that's how i learned it i broke my own site a lot um a lot underlined in bold um but and when you start to see that then taking effect in search console and you realize that i haven't gone near my cms for this and it just makes it more real um so that's the gateway i mean obviously the quicker way to do it is you know be good at writing javascript and start building it in cloudflare but even if you're not at that point i think just an awareness takes you an awful long way yeah okay uh so david i saw a question come up and i it went past me or a point come up from from someone i didn't i missed it Simon. okay tag management isn't done on the origin so if the site is using that the arguments should be easier. Oh, they should. They really should. But <laughs> what you're what you're finding now is that a lot of people were deploying scripts in Tag Manager, and let's be honest, Tag Manager's for tag management. So, so the people <laughs> running Tag Manager are getting a little bit upset with people running scripts in it for that reason. And I'm finding that across a lot of big brands, they're pushing back on that heavily now. And Edge is a much more natural uh, part of the architecture to do that work in. It has it is much more equipped for that work. So and also you from know, an SEO perspective, yeah. like not as effective. Index isn't necessarily, I mean, Google isn't necessarily going to index things that are implemented in Tag Manager. So even, yeah. you know, A-B testing solutions that use that 
I mean, we say test if you need, if you can't use something like SearchPilot or Edge, then it's still better than nothing. But you know, it's not ideal because yeah. you aren't you don't know if Google's actually indexing those changes yeah. or not. I mean, think about how how Edge is working. You know, you see how, how what Emily's saying is that the request comes through Akamai, and you're taking it instead of doing something at the Akamai level, you're taking it to the origin server, to the page, to load the page, to get the JavaScript tag for Tag Manager, to then deploy that that thing. So obviously, doing that at the edge is is far more uh, robust. Yeah, and you think of like Core Web Vitals <laughs> now too. Performance. I mean, site site speed's always been a ranking factor, anyways, but. You know, we really need to keep these performance things front of mind. Yeah, but using exactly. using tag managers shouldn't be thrown out the out the bath. Well, you shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, really, because because I, I think putting, I mean, to be fair, Google Tag Manager. The first thing you put in Google Tag Manager is Google's JavaScript code for their own urchin or whatever. Or Google which is, Analytics, which is a tag, which is a tag, Yeah, so 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 <laughs> it, it's. Yeah, but it's basically they they for, forever. Not if you have the 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 advanced version of analytics where you've got JavaScript all over the place. Um, so so they they they're asking you to put JavaScript in their own tag manager anyway. So I think it's uh, it's rich of Google to uh, to say we've built this amazing thing which uh, allows you to uh, to to run JavaScript, but you shouldn't be running JavaScript. That's oh, I don't little, think I don't yeah. think the pushback comes from Google. I think the pushback that oh. I see at Brand comes back from the tag management teams themselves. Who are managing? They they want to be a tag management team managing a tag manager. And the minute you start deploying code through it, uh, this then means they're responsible for for tag management working or not working or bring the site down, uh, dealing with code that they have no control over. So it's it's a process issue. So right. in terms of architecture, to put this stuff into the tag manager is really a bit of a hack. Uh, putting it into into Edge means that you've got it in staging, you've got it in production. You can you can siphon it off. You can you can use, for example, Botman, which is the bot manager within Akamai, to determine who sees that uh, according to headers, according to uh, user agents. So you have complete control over that. It's uh, doing it on the, on the tag manager level is is a bit hacky, to be honest. And the pushback I'm getting is from those teams. It's not from Google. I think you know Google doesn't own a uh, uh, a CDN yet, uh, so I think they're, they're sort of. You know, they they probably own lots. We just don't know what they are. <laughs> found out. Yeah, they probably own yeah, all these. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, getting getting into access to to to, to Cloudflare or, or getting or, or Akamai or uh, Fastly. Um, do do see do those uh, those CDNs um, give layers of access? You know, a bit like you know a sort of a um, you know so so that you can. You can ask for you know a reasonable level of access and not you know the we're going to change everything. What are the layers of access in there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, on on we speak to different different uh, CDNs and different levels of access, but it's definitely easier to control than Tag Manager. Uh, so within Akamai, <laughs> okay, you, can, yeah. you can, so I'm just going to sound banging on about Tag Manager. <laughs> but you can, uh, I, I started like Chris in Tag Manager, so I don't mean to rubbish it. It's a bit like when you kind of, you go from Tag Manager fixes to cloud, you know, edge fixes and you go, wow, this is much better. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you have levels of access and you can limit access to a particular cloudlet, only call a cloudlet a sort of collection of JavaScript. So you may have a cloudlet within Akamai that does uh, redirections, you know, edge redirector, and that's pre-built uh, production level cloudlet and you would then as a user just have access to that part of Akamai you wouldn't be accessing the the WAF or any other security features uh, you, know, you can call yeah. each of those cloudlets a plugin for for WordPress yeah. users you yeah. know you can just give yeah. them 
as to one plugin. Exactly. And, and you know, so you, you can definitely control access. And, and a lot of the CDNs, because uh, it's such a new area, they're all kind of dealing with this idea of process and how you deal with, with code on the edge and access on the edge. Because if this is going to be truly part of the architecture, that needs to be in place. And you can't suddenly say that we're going to have all these edge worker scripts that you can go into and you can be part of the security team, putting in JavaScript for fingerprinting. You can be part of the SEO team, changing some titles. You know, it's it's you can't have a free-for-all within... Uh, the the edge platform without some sort of control. So they're all kind of thinking in terms of access levels and limited control within those platforms. Okay, great. Uh, I'll come back to Lowell's point a little later on because I don't think it's related to this particular <laughs> point. Uh, but uh, um, Chris, you you you, you know. Um, we, we we said at the start we said earlier around that usually you know the origin is the best place to make the changes but mm -hmm. you make the point that some some elements can could be argued to be better done on the edge full stop for SEO than uh, than than um, than uh, than at the core website yeah. can you can you name some and, and why I think yeah this there's there's an argument of um, you know what what could be established worked out quicker more effectively on on the edge rather than on the origin so some of the some of the ones we consider quite a lot internally is redirect management for example um because at the moment you know they hit the edge the edge routes that to the origin the origin then says i need to redirect you and we've seen instances where you know a user might be bounced between the edge and the origin several times before finally resolving, which is inefficient, costly. I mean, it's a nightmare. Um, mm. Whereas actually, if the single point of truth for redirects is sat on the edge, that actually you, you will never make it to an origin server until you're hitting the final destination is a massive advantage. And then you can make use of things like redirect flattening. So rather than chaining every redirect is one hop to its final destination, for example. In, in, that, in that process, managed. can you also can you also ch check to see whether there is a live URL at the other end yes. of the uh, the chain before you go, and then redirect yeah. again if necessary? Uh, you can. Or the idea is it only ever redirects once. Like that process, you may find that the edge needs you need to follow the journey for edge compute to work out where the hops are. Then it will get cached, and then next time that journey will never happen again. In theory, um, I mean, you could even kind of go one up, and you could have a multi CDNs where you have two running so actually you've got one cdn that's working out the best location and then the, handing it off to the other but that's probably going off in the more complex direction but managing the redirects there nobody's well. ever that optimized no one's ever going to be that optimized no, we're, we're working we're working with multi -CDN maybe facebook in a week from now they'll definitely have that <laughs> they'll be definitely thinking about that but yeah multi-cdn is getting really popular now because obviously we had the famous uh, fallout with fastly i think akamai's had a bit of issues and and you know when when you get these these failures it becomes big news across the, the whole of the web and mm. i know people get very upset and they're saying that we've we've kind of centralized everything into these big players and i think that's kind of that's partly right but then the redundancy that they've given us by having all those servers servers around the world is is kind of massively off, off ways that for me but increasingly brands are thinking about multi-cdn because you can then as chris say says fall over to another cdn to to, to serve the response and that's quite a sensible kind of mm -hmm. strategic way forward with edge mm -hmm. um, to go back to the question too about what's better on the edge uh i know i said this but also just a b testing in general yeah, like absolutely. anything you're testing is going to be better on the edge because the whole idea is you're testing things that you don't know is going to work and it means you can test really risky things right. yeah. <laughs> um, also things like you know google algorithm changes that happen or google's recent changes with overriding title tags it's really easy for us to then quickly adapt to that. You know, some of our customers were seeing 
it was taking the second half of the title tag, which was really, they didn't feel was well optimized. We could just take that out of their title and Google can't scrape that anymore. Um, so that sort of agility is really useful. I, I think Simon came up with a really good, good one just on the screen. There is a, a good idea. Not, I mean, uh, it's, it's not necessarily going to be, that would be better done on the origin, I think, but it's a brilliant way of, uh, of considering hreflang because it's a nightmare to get that 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 right. Um, I don't know if that's uh, if Bill Bill Hunt's um, back Asimov tool uses the the edge to uh, to do hreflang. I think I, I it's know. probably not using edge. It's probably it's probably a, it'd be a JavaScript service that you're bringing in. So I don't right. probably not using edge, but it's probably in the same way as you'd put a tag in okay. uh, to pull that in to the page once you hit it on the origin. I would imagine. I don't okay. want to speak for Bill's tool. Well, but, I ask us, could yeah. I ask us a a, a, a a dumb question? Probably for the three of you, it's a dumb question. But it's for never. me, uh, it's no, not. there's no dumb questions. Can you, can you, in theory, if you've got a JavaScript, any any JavaScript that you were ru- were running on this on the server, could you, in theory? Just put that JavaScript up onto the CDN, and it would run from the CDN. It would, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Okay. It would at a cost, though. I guess that's the other thing to kind of caveat, and I think this is um, often the the prohibitive factor for smaller orgs is you know all of this costs additional compute, um, right. and it's it, there are certain things that ma- it, it makes sense to do so. So that cost is is trivial versus the the gain, but <laughs> moving things excessively onto edge does cost and it's not the silver bullet and the obviously you know that will cost forever as long as it does cost and you're then down into sort of edge optimization territory it's like well how do we reduce the amount of requests that we make the amount of compute time the amount of data that we store and um and then naturally the other questions are you know this is a this is a space that doesn't have many players if you're tied to akamai you're tied to akamai and whatever their pricing structure likewise with firstly and you don't have a lot of room to manoeuvre at the moment. Um, a barrier to entry, or, or the lower the one to entry is Cloudflare. You know, it's not mm. typified as much as being this enterprise solution, mm. but it's a lot more open, as Nick said, you can kind of develop on it. But it's got its own apps and marketplace. So that that knowledge share and people solving problems. So, I don't know, a sitemap generator that ha- works on the edge could mm. be built on Cloudflare and potentially be applied and ported Without your need for an engineer to build one sort of scratch from you, suppose even if you have got you know more competitors in that space in future, once you've once you've built workers in any one of those systems, um, then those workers aren't necessarily going to be easily movable onto another system. It's not like moving. No, they're, they're reasonably. I mean, yeah, but they're 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 kind of coming around this common, uh, you know common idea to javascript and and structure they're all doing that really so that's 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 good they're not going completely random i mean fastly fastly effectively allows you to write in anything you can write in your own programming language and then it compiles it into a bundle and and uploads it so that's that's the kind of you know ultimate uh ultimate one for developers uh but yeah they they have kind of you know if you're writing javascript does work cross um you know cross cloudflare fast in akamai my experience okay yeah i mean in terms of disadvantages though of having things on edge in general, aside from that, too, mm. like the cost, as Chris said, um, the security, which you touched on. So if Cloudflare Akamai goes down, then all your rules are going to go off. So those changes will go will mm. not be live for that period of time. And then, I mean, I'd say like coordinating with dev teams, too. At least that's what we find. So we ha- have to work closely with our customers engineering teams because they need to know what we're putting in. And anything that gets changed at the origin will then it could break what you built on the edge. So we see this with title tag changes, mm-hmm. for example. Like we're changing a bunch of titles. It's based off a of regex or something. They change titles at the origin and then that rule doesn't work properly. So there is some, you know, 
there are downsides that I, yeah. that I think the upsides definitely outweigh them, but they're just things to be aware of. Yeah. Emily, Emily's points. So that's such a key point. It's really important uh, because, you know, if, if you go to, you know, out on your own, start doing stuff on the edge and, and they don't know, and they're not aware of what you're doing on the origin, it's just, it can be chaos uh, because, you know, you will be conflicting with, with, they won't know where things are happening. You know, you're doing a redirect. Mm. Is it happening on the origin? Is it happening on the edge? They, they won't understand what they're seeing because they won't be testing it from your perspective. Uh, so yeah, that's absolutely key. And this is where it comes back to process and it has to be done in partnership with those teams. Yeah. I can mm. see that being a, the bigger the organization, the bigger that challenge gets really. Um, it's process and it's, it's, uh, you can do it and then, you know, but it has to be from that perspective mm. you have to be deciding, you know, uh, yeah, how, how you're working deeply with those teams. And most of what I've learned about it is the process part. I mean, you know, half it's been the tech. So, so Nick, I mean, you, you, you're all about process. How how do you recommend a, a, an organization, a large organization, documents their processes? Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Compliments. Uh, I mean, it's going to be <laughs> – no, they need uh, – yeah, they, they, you need to um, – you just need to be very, very systematic about this. So you need to be explaining what they're doing. Uh, you know, you're, you're working with a uh, third party, so you're working with, you know, search pilot to do that testing. You're then explaining how how that works. You know, what's the process, what we're testing, over what period, what are we doing with the results of that? Are those things then coming into the, the queue for be fixed on the origin? And it's very, very process driven. Uh, but how but is a how is a person that's uh, that's then changing a regex going to be aware if they're in a different department they're, they're, if they're, they're in the not, regex department not the yeah. uh... <laughs> oh well, no i mean if, you, if they're not i mean ultimately i've got this i've got this with a couple of clients i mean the the argument for redirects are that you move them all to the edge that you aggregate them all together in that in that space because mm. it doesn't make sense for you to have uh, redirects in various parts of the origin server and that happens with big enterprise a lot and the, half the time you have redirect loops is because you've got redirects in different parts of the origin server yeah. so they're not even they have that situation already dick so they're already conflicting so moving them <laughs> moving them all to the edge is great because we put them in one single place and single because, point trees. Yeah. because yeah because the edge is obviously called first it over overrides any uh, redirects that would be happening further down the response at the origin server so right. gradually you're kind of replacing those legacy redirects with a, a central aggregated uh, group of redirects you can then do the things that chris spoke to where we flattened redirect chains automatically mm -hmm. we we've helped flag up uh 404s and help you know recorrect links so we've done we've done those kind of jobs so you know that that's that's the argument for moving to the edge and the reason you would and the reason that architecture that isn't a fix because as Chris says, you're stopping that bouncing going on between the, the edge and the origin, the edge and the origin to get the user to the final destination. And by not doing that, you've not only kind of re massively increased performance, you've not milliseconds off, off the time. I've had, you know, 800, 900 millisecond reductions in journeys by doing this. Uh, but you've also taken the performance uh, impact off the origin server because they don't really want to be dealing with this and they have, and, and they're not scaled for this. You know, they want HT access. If you go, if you go into edge, I've got policy files with a hundred thousand redirects in them, uh, you know, in a single policy I, I got to, you know, I got to, you're going up to millions. Of you moments. don't want to typo there. So do you, Nick? you don't want to typo. I've, got, I've always got enough space just fit in the whole majestic. Like you're not walking into a company that has everything perfectly organized already i think you know what we're finding it, it can help sometimes if as nick's saying if you move everything into the edge there's parts of the website that are actually easier to manage big enterprise companies old legacy servers they can have multiple servers serving different parts of the website there's already lots of different clashes going on so this isn't really new if you can build the processes like nick said and we have like custom headers that people can devs can use for debugging um so they don't even need us to determine so yeah 
So I think it's kind of was already answering, uh, we're talk, talking to Simon's point, the question that, that came up on the screen there for, 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 for podcasters that can't see the screen. Sorry about that. Simon's question was uh, that, that, that popped up was, uh, can you pop it up again, David? Uh, um, what Can you use the edge to uh, to improve uh, load spec page load speed absolutely um, you know yeah. so so mm. obviously yes the time to first paint is is uh is it's massively affected by the the the, the drop in the, the redirection chain and also of course cdns themselves that's the very purpose you're bringing and, the uh you're bringing and, the data mm. closer to the user and search you, pilots search pilots use cases i mean they've got i mean sure emily will say they've got ways of, of optimizing the page within yeah. that cms to improve elements that might be causing performance issues yeah. Uh, so, 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 can you demonstrate then? So you don't have to demonstrate A/B testing based on conversion rates. You can sit there and say, "Look, this page is loading faster than this page," and we're, you know, because we've yeah. modified it. I mean, so I don't know. We've talked about this concept of like default to deploy. So we do A/B testing. Statistical significance is the standard, but you know, there's sometimes you have something like a redirect that you know you should just do. We just, mm -hmm. that's when our customers are using what we're calling the meta CMS or the edge. You know, there's some things that just make sense. Or if you know it's going to improve page speed, like, why not just do that? Um, so sometimes we are just implementing those things. Mm. Yeah. The the other Nick. thing you can do in an edge, oh, sorry, jumping in there. But the, the other thing sort of page speed wise is um, even using tools like pre-render IO on edge as well. So you know, it depends on the setup and what's kind of going on. But if you do have, you know, complex challenges with just, you know, uh, rendering JavaScript client-side um, assets, Edge can be used to package that up and serve it easily as well. I mean, it depends on the stack and, and how complex the problem is, but um, it's surprisingly flexible if you do want to sort of speed up delivery. And then even you have the ability to then say, well, that's my delivery, which could go to just search engine bots and not, kind of customers or particular types of bots and regions we're kind of working on a few concepts that are even more nuanced than that um if it needs to so you, you can kind of do anything really so so, so pre-render for people you know for, for novices like me um uh you know what what is what is pre-render going to do to to help speed and how do you get that onto the edge so uh, pre-rendering is essentially just loading all of the um, assets typically you know javascript uh, script and um CSS, other resources, loading it all and then delivering it as static HTML rather than putting on that burden of client-side right. loading. Um, right. So the in terms of the amount of data that's transferred, it's far less because you're not you're just transferring the front end, not all of the, the workings and the code that backs it up, but you're also then taking away the need to process and then interpret. So you know if you're running on lower-powered devices that don't have as good a bit ability to process scripts, you're actually speeding up their experience twofold there. Um, and that can just operate on the edge. So um, pre-render, uh, you just point um, pre-render services on the input, and then you just output pre-render's output. So it literally just sit, it's kind of sits another layer into it, and it just sort of again streamlines that process again with compute time and, and cost, but um, it, it will greatly increase um, uh, speed, especially for yeah. search engines. Because because you have to imagine the edge can can change any URL, any URL response. So you can basically direct to that uh, that page on pre-rendered service, but then give it any URL string that you wanted it to have. So it will appear to all intents and purposes to the request or the bot or even the user to be that URL. Yeah, and I mean, with that technology, we've even built landing pages. So mm -hmm. and you can go that far. Um, we've redirected URLs to like a blank 200 page and built a whole new page on there. One of our large enterprise customers has used that for, you know, 
really crucial things that their dev team couldn't get out quickly, but we were able to help with. Yeah, and I think the the edge computers allow us to, to stitch. So we're basically stitching from various different APIs or data sources around the origin. You can stitch these bits of data together to form new pages. So we can we can literally assemble these on the fly within the edge. Uh, this is fascinating. I'm never going to get back to uh, to the question on links uh, or link building, which is absolutely fine. I think that, that there's so much so much in here that uh, uh, we're just uh, we, we just just carry on. We're nearly at the end anyway. But uh, but um, uh, Chris, you kind of you, you mentioned something about uh, where you were, you were talking before we before we came on or in in, in, in chat that uh, uh, you know smaller businesses can um, can work as effectively as uh, um, and they can st- sort of use the app marketplace. Um, so I, I'm assuming then that the the these Cloudflare services have have third party apps that can be can, can go in there. Is there a market for coders that's just diving and just asking mm. to be had by yeah. going and starting to write for these you know instead of writing your, your wordpress plugins start writing your cloudflare plugins yeah absolutely i think the um so uh, a couple of years back myself and colleague simon worked together to write a sort of a kind of a prototype of such an app you you just you know the app but created the worker script for you you just deployed it via your cloudflare and since then that whole space is matured um it, even things like you know um applications that essentially turn um you know visitor data on the edge into effectively log files so you know, everyone that struggles to get um easily obtain log file data that could all be streamed to you via the edge that can be done on cloudflare doesn't necessarily need other really expensive layers i think the difference with the use cases of cloudflare versus some of the others is the, the challenges of you know kind of smes or lower trafficked or you know just, uh, mm-hmm. smaller businesses they're different so actually that kind of tactical nature of deployment on the edge and what might be working you, you often need to move really really super quickly you're not as often bogged down within the same processes but you don't have as much money to nest and much time to do it. So actually the agility that Cloudflare can offer is is really important. The, the one um the one kind of frightener that got put me when you compare it to like writing apps on a WordPress site, you know, or writing extensions is that same thing is if you are building something on your infrastructure that someone else has written, that that kind of whole thing of trust, of due diligence and understanding is key. We are in the opening stages, so it is a little bit like the Wild West. You know, mm. uh, you would never copy and paste someone else's JavaScript and stick it in your tag manager code, right? Because that's not very clever. I mean, I've done it before, but I don't anymore. Um, <laughs> but for the same reason that you wouldn't and shouldn't do I that I trust there. every WordPress plugin implicitly. Surely it can't do anything. Sure, WordPress Exa- Exactly. Okay. But imagine what's the worst that could happen on the, or- on the edge? Well, actually, I mean, kind of everything. So you have to proceed with caution, but that's where, you know, there is, you know, there's, a, there's only a few people working in this space, but you know, the people, yeah. th- there's a lot of knowledge that's quickly accruing, and just basic best practice around security, around what do you implement, what do you do. But um, I've, I've always been a particular fan of Cloudflare, just their ambition and what they're trying to do. They're very open; they want to learn. And Cloudflare and Fastly, you have the opportunity to build straight back into that community, um, and they're looking to sort of hero and and put up people using their their infrastructure well as well so you actually often those who do want to develop and get a foothold into this space will feel the benefits through that reciprocity through that kind of shared platform and even you know they have referral programs and they want to work with partners that do good stuff on it so if you are enterprising can write javascript and like seo there's um there's quite a big opportunity yeah, search pilot, search pilot ever been um, tempted to do a search pilot light where you just plug and play in uh, in, in, in these tools? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we've leaned on. So we do have the CMS. We've kind of 
made the balance between user. Fr- it's not click like point and click the way WordPress is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we've opted not to do that because you lose a lot of you know power when you do that. Yeah. So we can do almost anything through our platform. Um, if you, but it requires a bit of a bit more coding knowledge than something like WordPress. I mean, maybe one day there would be something light, but for now, I mean, especially since we're working, we are working with big enterprise customers too. So, um, because you haven't really got a market for a light product anyway. So it's just, just, (laughs) you might just undermine your own offering anyway. So yeah, Yeah. fair point, fair point. Nick, sorry, do you want to jump in with something there? No, exactly. I'm just going to say that the the all these CDNs they realise that they're the platform, they're the environment, and so they are really encouraging people to come and develop within that platform. I mean, Cloudflare just recently had their competition, didn't they, Chris? Where they're running just to see who can in, who can create an interesting edge worker, you know, JavaScript, and um, so they're all kind of actively encouraging people to come into that space and start developing. Uh, but it's it's very early on, uh, so you know, it, it's it's yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I don't think it'll ever. To Emily's point, I don't think it'll ever probably be plug and play like wordpress uh plugins uh, especially enterprise because enterprise you know i i you know you're solving large enterprise custom problems uh, and you're dealing with the way that and especially when you get into kind of connecting different data sources and and stitching stuff together you're, yeah it's really quite bespoke so uh but it's it's a really interesting area but there aren't a lot of people working at the mm-hmm. moment so it's uh you know it's quite exciting We've and I mean, whole... if you get two point and click, you lose some of the benefits. So like we talked about, you know, you can do it for A-B testing. It's indexable, all that stuff. Um, you want to make sure you keep that functionality or else. Mm. We got through the whole 45 minutes without mentioning Amazon, which I think is uh, <laughs> um, except for then. Uh, David, um, well, firstly, to everyone else, uh, thank you for everyone. Thank you very much for, I mean, fascinating conversation and and absolutely you know sometimes you go on the shows and you kind of think well you know been there before i haven't been there before this is all this is all new stuff to me and or a lot of this is new stuff to me and uh incredibly interesting i've played around a bit with cloudflare but not really appreciated just how powerful the uh the options are um and it just opens up some 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 things for me david i i asked you if you, you wouldn't mind just pick out the best tip that you could i don't know if you you were paying any attention or whether you were you know dealing with uh, things in the background is there anything that stood out for you i was watching a nice episode of coronation Street. No, no, it was. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I, a quote actually from Chris jumped out at me, and that is, um, "Don't think that it can't be done if you can't do it right." And I think that a lot of SEOs would be a little bit scared of probably getting involved with SEO on the edge if, if they haven't actually been involved or don't understand it at all. And the fact that you can maybe just test a little bit with. Um, I know the general consensus is don't use Tag Manager or um, you know uh, uh, other services, um, other maybe split testing services to actually. Um, get it done but maybe as a little test just to demonstrate what it can achieve is probably worthwhile experimenting with so uh, i like that quote yeah amazing Great. okay uh david before we uh, ask everybody to say their goodbyes and, and how how we, how we can find out more about them um what have we got coming up next month Sure. Um, next month next on Wednesday, the 3rd of November, and this is the annoying week when it's actually GMT in the UK and still summertime in the United States. So it's 5 p.m. GMT. Oh, we're going to make a nightmare with the, <laughs> and, uh, with, with the yeah, okay, right. Watch and, out and, and catch and up. And 1 p.m. in um, Eastern Daylight Time. Um, we've got, the topic is website crawling for SEO. Um, already booked for that one is, is Isabella... Vizniezka, and she's from Creatus Media. Um, we're going to have some more guests for that one on that topic as well. 
Brilliant. So, awesome. uh, guys, I really appreciate you coming along today. It's been really useful. Um, if anybody wants to uh, get hold of you, Chris, how can they find you? Where do they go? Uh, best place to find me um, on Twitter. Um, DMs are open. Um, I pontificate a lot. Um, okay. but uh, Chris at Green Chris SEO. Green. Oh, at, at Chris, Chris Green, Green SEO. SEO. Unfortunately, there are many Chris Greens, even within. I was going to say, if you've got Chris at Chris Green, you are doing really, really well. He, even he hasn't Jones accepted my offers. No, on, on the handle. And, uh, <laughs> Chris, bought his, Chris bought his first NFT though, so it could all just happen now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Nick, how did they get hold of you? Yeah, uh, again, Twitter is easy. Nick Wilston. No one's going to be able to spell my surname, but yeah, W I L S D O N. W I L S D E N. Yeah. No, so it's wrong again, Brixton. Fifteen years, Dixon. Fifteen years. <laughs> oh, whatever it was. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's Nick to me. Nick. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, Emily, how do they get hold of you? Uh, I mean, Twitter's also best for me. Uh, e underscore M for Margaret Potter. Uh, okay. Or, I mean, if you're interested in Search Pilot, we ha- like look at our website, lots of resources on there. We have a case study emailing list with tests that we're running or, you know, you can sign up for a demo, that sort of thing. And Search Pilot's on where? What site? Searchpilot.com. Searchpilot.com. Okay, that's great. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much for coming on. Um, if you if you want to stay on after it goes live, then I'll just be saying thank you again. But um, uh, everybody uh, that's come onto the podcast and everybody that's watching, thanks a lot. Tell your friends about this one because I think this is a pretty special episode. And uh, tell them to have a look at it on Spotify or iTunes um, when it comes out because uh, I think this isn't your average SEO presentation. So thanks, guys, for coming along. Thank you very much. Thank you.